Welcome to After Hours with Astrid Amir. Today we're talking to Jordan Mitchell about motherhood. Jordan, <laughs> thank Bella. you so much for joining me today thank on you. After Hours with Astrid Amir. Thank you. Also, your cup looks really lovely. I'm quite jealous of the cup of tea. Well, I did make this cup. <laughs> did you? For reals. For reals. Oh, not yeah, even I know, I know you're in it. You know, I yeah. know you're... We need to catch up a about woman a of stuff. multiple talent. Podcasting and pottery. I like to stick with stuff that starts with P. <laughs> well, no. No. <laughs> well, what else do I enjoy that starts with P? Absolutely not. Anyway. Paninis. Paninis, that's it. So yeah. let's go back to you. Please introduce yourself for our listeners in okay. case they haven't heard of you or met you before. Okay. Um... I am Jordan Mitchell. Yes. The one and only. The one and only. Um, I am a mother of three. I've been um, the managing director of um, talent uh, and brand agency, Liz Matthews PR. I've been there for 10 years. This is super exciting. And also, what's your Instagram handle, just so we have that in the back? It is at Jordan. J.C. Mitchell. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Jordan J.C. Mitchell. Which in itself is a really good name. It, well, it was Jordan Bartholomew Wallace, which was quite aggressive. Yeah. People were like, yeah. you know. Bartho- yeah, you don't, who you are don't you? fuck with the Bartholomew yeah, Wallace. Yeah, it's like Lord <laughs> of Bartholomew. Yes. Wallace-ness. You're like me, so you've got a really posh name, but you're actually... Absolutely not, not posh. posh. Yeah, Can you tell? Also, so like, I am posh, Bella. How, how rude. <laughs> well, you know, I was just kind of... <laughs> you in with me I'd say like absolutely not posh no, no not posh so um talk to me about so you have three children yes names um Jada Jude and Jackson so so we're kind of going for the Kardashian vibe or the Jays basically Chris it's, inspiration it's thing it's, yeah exactly I was like Chris Jenner has nothing on me <laughs> I'm gonna do the Jays mama jar yeah ready weirdly to, ready to bring it and so and how old are they all so Jada my eldest she's 17 mm-hmm. Jackson my middle child is 11 and Jude is 10 months and also like one of the cutest babies i've ever he's seen he's pretty cute i literally am jude's biggest fan i follow you on instagram and i'm like <laughs> yes it's a jude picture brilliant yeah, it's so weird and also i've had like three people say that they've had dreams about jude and i'm a bit like <gasps> he's an whoa, angel whoa, whoa. baby visiting it's, people yeah he's visiting people he's doing this whole thing it's very he's very cute he is gorgeous <laughs> so i guess let's talk a little bit about the fact that you had a child yeah. each decade. Yes. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. That, I mean, it wasn't intentional. <laughs> I didn't sort of, I didn't have a plan. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I had Jada when I was 17 and yeah. it's really weird. because and she's, she's 17 now. Yeah. So she's just turned 17 and it was this sort of weird moment for me where I was like, obviously this is great, mm-hmm. but I don't want you to do what I did. Yeah. But I don't want you to think you were a mistake either. (laughs) So it was like this weird conversation, which I kind of had in my head mainly. I don't really know if I probably had it. So hi, Jada. We're having a chat now. Um, And it was essentially me going like, oh, my God, just realising how bloody young I was. Like I didn't really comprehend how young I was when I had her and I was just as much of a child as she was Mm. I just was really 
you know, yeah, smoking and <laughs> sexting. <laughs> sexting was even a thing. It was like, I was like the rebel kid, right? Yeah. It was like literally all the things that you wouldn't want your child to do. I was like, oh, what's that? Oh, um, shall I do this? And yeah, yeah like my mum, bless her. Mm. But I feel like I've turned it around now. For sure. You're I like, think it's fine. You're the example. You are the shining example of that you can literally do it all. Like the thought mm. of having a career and even one kid yeah. makes me feel tired. Yeah. Like I can't manage having a dog I know. and getting up early in the morning. I'm like, oh, the dog woke me up. I can't I possibly know. get in for nine o'clock. To be, I feel the same. <laughs> I basically, I have a cat who I'm like, she's more, this is just too much, too much responsibility. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, get rid of the cat. I just need one less thing. Um, yeah, it was, it was weird. So I kind of had this weird chat in my mind where I was like, oh God, realizing how really young I was, mm-hmm. how not prepared I was for motherhood Mm. um and looking at my daughter going I love you there was absolutely no regrets but I need you to just explore life without the responsibilities because Mm. I think she can do so much more of course you know obviously yeah without parenting and parenting is hard and I would advise people to (laughs) delay it for as long (laughs) as possible really (laughs) if you could go back Mm. and talk to your 17 year old self what would you say oh god um god I mean there was just I would say calm down Mm. I was so I felt like the biggest misfit in life because I just didn't I didn't have a spot I didn't make sense even before I had Jada I was like Mm. never had the cool trainers or (laughs) just like was just the most awkward and I thought ugly kid. Like, are you so kidding me? You're I had literally like gorgeous. A, I actually had such a like crisis of confidence. So that like oh, when no. Darren, my boyfriend, um, I was like, hey, I want to be a boyfriend. I was like, oh my God, brilliant. <laughs> and then I was like, someone wants me. And then <laughs> when I got pregnant, I was like, bloody hell, better, <laughs> better keep it going. Because it's like chance. <laughs> someone wants me. Um, so is he literally your first boyfriend as well? Yeah. <gasps> That's another amazing I know. feat. I so how long have you guys it. been together then? 17, 18 years. 18 years. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it's, it's like, it's, it has its challenges. Of course. But it's, you know, we're like best mates. Oh. So that's sort of why it works because I think we've just got the same values yeah. and what is so important to us is just family mm-hmm. beyond anything. So you know, some people measure success by what they do or what they've achieved in their work life. Whereas for us, success is raising a happy family and being good people. That's what I say. How do you measure, how do you measure success? It's happiness. For me, it was never, where I am now was never this sort of like goal of trying to achieve as much as I can achieve. It was Mm. about doing something that I really fundamentally love. I love working with talent. I love working with brands, Mm. working with people who I really enjoy and get excited to see like Liz and I every day pretty much is lol because we work really hard, but we see the lightness in all situations. Mm. And so I feel like success for me is creating like a happy space wherever that is whether that is with children or not family or not work or not it's whatever your environment the environment you inhabit Mm. making that your happy place and I feel like I've got that at home and work you do because I was going to say it's like we're talking about it like you're not successful in other areas but you are very (laughs) successful in your career as well as having a family like you are literally hashtag goals like you know we want the cute baby we want the long-term husband we want the like career like 
give me your secrets. How? How? Um, <laughs> God, do you know what? I think um, my mum always said to me, like, you make your own luck. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I think that's really stuck to me, stuck with me. So for instance, this, I mean, I don't know how deep we're getting here, but. Go deep. You know, my children weren't planned in that mm-hmm. sort of formatted way. I mean, mm-hmm. they were literally happy surprises every day. Like, oh, God, happy surprise, 17 at school, ooh, surprise. And then at college and then at university and then sort of, you know, at work. Um, surprise, which is when I found out I had, uh, was pregnant with Jude. But I think it was about, going, do you know what? These are the opportunities, right? Mm. Because I could have chosen each time not to have done the thing and Mm. made different decisions, but I made the decision to be brave and go, this is what's going to work for me. And it's different for everyone and there's no right or wrong. It's just what Mm. works for for you. So I took that decision there. I took a punt even working with Liz because I was in another agency before then. I was on a really great trajectory. Things were growing, working in an agency um, of Liz's size. It was really small at the time. It's still quite boutique, but that was a risk because Mm. what if it didn't work out? What if I didn't work well in a small environment? But it was always about going, I'm going to just create my own luck and figure it out and know that every decision, right or wrong, there really isn't a right and wrong. It's just how you make the best of the decisions you make. Mm. So I guess that's the formula for me. Do you have like, do you follow instinct? Do you? Yeah. What do you do? Like, how do you work your way through? Because every day we offered so many choices. Yeah. And it's kind of like, do you follow heart or do you follow your head? Yeah, it's hard because... Also, we live in this world where it's like mantras everywhere you go, right? So I'm like on Instagram and it's like, feel the fear and do it anyway. Do do this, just jump over the grass. Or then it's like, the grass is not greener. And you're like, what do I do? And then it's that feeling of like, what's gut? Is gut anxiety? Like, I don't even know what this feeling in my gut is. It's like, do I just, am I hungry? Is that what the rumble? Do I need to fart? Like, what is that? Is that the rumble in my tummy? Like, what? is that gut instinct mm. um and so it's I kind of go with a combination of yeah. approach I, whatever's inspiring me in that moment mm-hmm. so perhaps if I've read an inspiring quote yeah uh, I love um, a self-help book oh all about a self-help god book. I love it I love yeah. listening to Oprah Same. it's all yeah. these kind of things soul Sundays, not soul, yeah. oh girl <laughs> yeah. soul Sunday but I think that fundamentally it's does this feel right? Yeah. And even if on paper it doesn't look right, if it feels right and there's just something just pulling you in a direction, mm. even if in your mind and weird tummy feelings yeah. or whatever yeah. it is, like tingling sensations, and you're My like, boobs I can tell when it's raining. It's raining. <laughs> but if it just feels right, I think mm. that's the thing. And that's kind of all the decisions I've ever made, even when my friends and family have all said different things, I'm like, yeah, I hear you. It yeah, makes sense. Everyone's got an opinion. Feels, everyone's got an opinion. Mm. I would say also, because I was seeing a life coach while I was on maternity leave. Were you? Oh yeah. I was How like, is that? You're the second person that's been on the podcast yeah, that's been a life coach. Yeah. I feel like I need a life coach. Hun, you need a life coach. Everyone needs one. What do they do? I, I mean, still don't understand from the last time the girl explained it. I was like, sort of like... 
therapist for your career in a way well okay. this one was more of like a career life coach um working wonder shout out yeah um, working wonder working wonder so what what drew you to seeing a life coach versus seeing a therapist or yeah. seeing someone else or- so again this was just like a weird series of events so my son middle boy he's autistic mm-hmm. and um i'm signed up to this forum and we all just talk and share stuff and they um the in the forum they message and they was like oh there's this person who's offering free life coaching to um sort of parents as part of this um it was a casper charity which right. we were part of and um i was like okay cool so i hit this guy up and then he was like actually i'm fully booked but there's a woman who's probably gonna be more suitable because she works within your field da 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 so so that's how it all kind of came about mm-hmm. and um what she taught me what one of my biggest takeaways was looking there's different people that you have in your life right Mm -hmm. so there's like your cheerleaders who are like you go girl you can do this (laughs) there's your um blockers yeah who are like oh no I think that's a bit oh no I wouldn't I wouldn't do that my love that's a little bit as you say that I'm like yeah and then there's like your radiators who are just like not super at the other end as your cheerleaders because they're just like your hype men who Mm -hmm. would be like I want to leave my husband. Okay, do it. (laughs) And then the other people being like, just no. Whereas your radiators are kind of aligned more with sort of yourself and Mm. kind of going, okay, well, this is a good idea, but have you thought of this? Mm. So that's sort of your middleman. And I think that to make good decisions, you need to go to your radiators. So what I was doing, I was speaking to my hype men, I was speaking to my blockers, and I was like so confused because they were like so polar opposite. And I was like, Mm. I don't understand what I should do. Mm. Whereas your radiators are sort of more the people you should challenge. Yeah, and you've probably only got one or two of them in your life. And so you managed to, with with your... Yes, with the life coach. coach, You worked out who those people were. Yes, I was able to sort of put... So all my friends and family are now kind of charted in little blocks (laughs) so I'm kind of like I'll I'll check my chart and be like no sorry mum I can't take this call um you're gonna block that um so yeah everyone in my life sort of compent mark oh god here we go put into boxes yeah there we are I suppose there's so much more for me when I make a decision or risky decision I've only really got myself that account before Mm. I don't have a mortgage I can't even drive like literally yeah if I do risky stuff it doesn't matter when you're a mum of three kids Every decision is one that you're going to consider 50 times more. Yeah, like, that must be fucking exhausting. It is at times. Yeah. It is, but I feel like I've taken measured risks. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in a situation where I don't feel like I've compromised. And I think mm. that's one thing that a lot of mums in particular and dads, they feel like they're constantly having to compromise. Mm. There is an element of that, but I think this notion of having it all, no one has it all. Mm. You just have what you like at different times. And so there might be times in my life where I go, okay, it's time for my husband to shine more. And he's just taken a big risk with his job and he's now doing something which he finds really fulfilling. And so that for me is going, okay, well, I need to be secure in my situation Mm. to allow you to have that moment. And I think that it's just about... It's about doing things in phases and knowing that you can't have it all. Like, for instance, all my children, we've got like almost like a decade between each one. There's massive age gaps. You just got your sleep back. Just got my (laughs) sleep back. But 
you know, there's people that have them all back to back. That yeah. wouldn't have been a choice available to me. And therefore I'm a different parent because of it. And mm. the way I raise my family is different because of it. But I couldn't have had that reality. That someone else can do that. Yeah. And so it's choice, just it's all different choices and different, yeah, different choices. You can't have it all. So going back to motherhood and working, mm, obviously yeah. that's a, a massive topic. I mean, yes. most of my friends have kids now yes. and it seems like they have a baby and they go, shit, I want to work for myself. Yeah. Because I suppose it's the, it's the, it's having to have a child on someone else's terms. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really difficult. Yeah. So how, I mean, I, I guess you've been lucky working with Liz. Has Liz I got have. kids as well? She's got four. Oh, well then fine. You're yeah. Like and you know what, that, that sort of, it can work for and against. For me, it's worked for because she's a mother that really parents her own children. She's very mm. present in, in their lives. And so she understands the need as a as a parent to want to be there and to have balance Mm. where you also get those mums who are like I haven't seen my child for 10 days so (laughs) you could be here till midnight you know it could work it could work both ways it's really just about how people approach parenting and Mm. it's all very different um I would say that I'm fortunate in the fact that I'm not trying to do it all on my own. So mm. I have a nanny. I pay her to be at home and basically raise my children. Thank you very <laughs> much, girl. Um, but I'm not trying to profess to the world that I'm like single-handedly, like got the children between my legs, yeah. hidden under a frock while I'm in board meeting and then yeah. feeding them under, under the boarding table. Like it's, you, you need help. Yeah. And even when I had um, Jude, to be honest, I was really scared because it was the first time where I knew I would have to take maternity leave because all the other children were before I'd even started my career in a way. Mm. It was sort of, so I didn't have that break as such in Mm. a working environment. And I was terrified. I was like, is this the right time in my career? What happens if I leave? Will my position be protected? Will they still need me? Will they want me? Will I be good enough? Will Mm. they realise I'm a fraud? I'm an imposter. I shouldn't even be here. Oh my God, just find me. It was like all of those things that Mm. kind of cascade through your mind. And this is me, even as a managing director, being in a company for 10 years. And so anyone is going to feel shit scared and go oh god is it the right time should I be doing it the truth is there's no right time Mm. there isn't there there absolutely isn't but you just make it work for yourself and I've had children when I've had zero bucks in the pan like in the bank (laughs) and I've had children where I've been more financially stable and to be honest there's not a huge amount of difference it's still a struggle of course it is it's a struggle because even when you're earning more money then you've got more outgoings you've got the fancy car you've got the mortgage you've got all of these other things so it's all relative Mm. you just gotta get on and find your way yeah my god everyone have babies right now everyone just get Busy. Get busy. So what would you, what tips would you give to mums who are, have, have lost that direction and sense of self? How um, did you maintain that drive? I didn't. I, <laughs> I didn't. Um, I very much, particularly for my first two, I completely had like an identity crisis. Like I was like, who am I? Mm. None of my friends related to me because obviously I had kids before they did. Mm. I didn't fit in. I just felt like a nuisance. I was always cancelling. I was unreliable. I just didn't feel myself at all. And actually, I didn't even know what myself was because when you have a kid when you're 17 and you're in a long-term relationship, you don't even develop. You're changing so much as a teenager. Yeah. So, um... 
I think what I've always had that's always kind of helped me through is that ambition and Mm -hmm. hope for something more. Mm. I've never really known what that more is because I'm here where <laughs> more should be. And I'm like, yeah. what else can I be doing? Keep hey, moving that goalpost. Oh my there God, is, the goalpost is wild. Yeah. I set up a balloon business while I was on maternity leave. I saw leave that. Is that I your like, business? I've yeah, seen, it's mine and my sister's. It's so cute as it's well. So cute. Just have another business, have three kids, just be an MD of a company, casual, for breakfast. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm always late, as you've <laughs> experienced today, because I'm like literally running in a mist of just constant stuff. But you love it and you're so high yeah. energy, like yeah. you get it done. I do love it. Yeah. I, I do think that I perform better. Well, actually, this is the truth. I'm better at work when I'm under stress Uh as in when there's lots of plates spinning but I am terrible when I'm at home because of it because then I'm like don't talk to me you know I come (laughs) through the door and everyone's like asking questions like my husband's like hey um could you make me a cup of tea I'm like oh my god he he wants me to make him a cup of tea I'm a feminist I don't make tea for anyone so you know he probably doesn't like it when I'm stressed at home and also speaking weird shouty American accents as I've just demonstrated here no I love it and I think that it's, you know, it is refreshing because you do get women who, and they're like, it's totally fine. Like I'm an earth mother, like I go home and I just like start making the sourdough and it's like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. Really? No, like I be can't. real. No, absolutely not. I'm like literally baby food from a can and, <laughs> you know, just yeah. trying to survive out here. I want to ask you what your hopes are for each of your children. Wow. I mean, my hopes are so varied because... I would say starting with Jackson because his needs are so great. Like mm. he's autistic. He can't read or write. He's 11. Yeah. So my main hope for my middle son, Jackson, um, because of his needs, him being autistic, uh, I just hope that he can find happiness in whatever that space looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had to have a real open mind to um, parenting a child with disabilities. And, and what his future looks like. Yeah. And it's not in a linear traditional way what's he into he He loves music oh amazing he loves he's like so into music Mm. so we take him to gigs and you know that's something you can enjoy together as well it's not like he's into something that you just like no we always as a family we'll like put the music on um and dance in the front room and just like shake it out that is our that's our thing that's wicked yeah um and how about for your other two um, my hopes for Jude, oh, my little bundle of joy. I just hope he, again, is just happy, bouncy, lovely. So cute. Just, he's yeah. He's outrageous. He's outrageous. <laughs> I just hope that he doesn't lose his looks and he's joking. <laughs> no, obviously, I just, for, for all of my children, I just hope for complete happiness and fulfillment, mm. whatever that looks like. Same with Jada. She is such a strong willed, kind, person Mm. I I know that she will change her corner of the world in whatever she's doing she loves acting that's what she's doing at the moment but I think that she's got a a power that honestly I've not ever seen in a person and it's just this quiet power where she will truly change the world for the better um something else I wanted to talk to you about was how mums are portrayed in the media yeah because I feel like they expect like, well, your mum, you're not sexual anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to have a career anymore. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, if we're bombarded with these images of how a mother should be, yeah. how's that going to affect women yeah. when they actually do become one? Yeah. 
I think it's really interesting. I think motherhood as a whole is packaged up to be this sort of paradox between absolute bliss being that barefoot mum you talk mm-hmm. about who's just nailed it and smug as hell and just <laughs> yeah. doing it. Yeah. Or this dishevelled person who's just having an awful time, desperately trying to keep on top of, you know, the kids' uniforms and work deadlines. Mm. Um, and so I think that there is a fear connected to mum motherhood because people look at it and go, God, I can't see myself in any of that. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's up to people to I guess give a realness to it and be going you know like with anything it's nothing's easy and there's going to be bits of nailing it and there's bits of messing it up Mm. um and yeah your sex drive does go for a bit (laughs) best believe (laughs) but but you know I think that you still remain who you are at the core of you know who Mm. you are so you don't have to lose yourself yeah and is there anything that we can do to change that perception? I know that's obviously social media is a really great yeah. um, space for people to actually see that realness. Yeah, definitely. I think social media for me, because this time around, social media was a thing, whereas the other two, it wasn't really, it wasn't the same way. Mm. So kind of the rise of sort of mother bloggers or, mm. or people in the parenting space having a voice is really important. Um a friend of mine, Michelle Kennedy, she has um, a parenting app called Peanut. Um, and again, she's igniting a real conversation around motherhood. And also the fact that motherhood can, you can still be part of that mom conversation without having children. There's people mm. on the journey to having children who feel massively isolated and excluded from that experience. Mm. And there's a voice and avoid in the media for sure for for those women yeah um i I think sophie berisinger her amazing journey that she's sharing on surrogacy is one to be commended because that's a whole narrative around motherhood that we haven't really thought about no um and i think that that's where the opportunity is talking about that journey to motherhood not just mums with babies because you know there's there's a massive spectrum Mm, amazing so we're wrapping it up now. Yes. So are we looking for baby number four in the 40s or <laughs> what's the plan? <laughs> Plans to have a break. And <laughs> I think just to just keep enjoying life, um, mm. keep enjoying what I do at home and at work and just striving for that balance. Mm. I don't think I could do, I couldn't pump for a fourth. My God. No, so, so no baby in the 40s is what we're saying. I mean, unless there's another happy surprise <laughs> that I don't know about. Who knows? Yeah, Someone else makes that decision. Thank yeah. you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome and illuminating. Yeah, really exciting. We'll share more in due course. Amazing. And everyone can follow your journey on your social media. Yes, at Jordan J.C. Mitchell. There we go. Jordan JC Mitchell. Spoken in a computer monotone voice. Jordan JC Mitchell. Beautiful. Thank you for listening to After Hours by Ashton and Mie. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. See you back here next week for a brand new episode. <laughs>